It's time to take the edge off with The Edge Agency. Pour yourself a glass of wine, kick back and relax while we ask the tough questions and get down to the nitty gritty of being a business owner. Welcome to Take the Edge Off Podcast, brought to you by The Edge Agency. I'm your co-host, Alex Radford. I'm your co-host, Lindsay Hogan. So we have the co-founders of Imagine Media Consulting here with us today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. We have Chantel and Margot. So you guys are the co-founders, and how long have you been in business? We just passed six years in May. So six years and a few months. Okay. Yeah. So normally when we do a podcast, I usually have some type of relationship with the person that we are talking to. So this one's going to be a little unique because I don't know anything about you except for your bio <laughs> and a few things I've heard. <laughs> All good. Yeah, I was going to say hopefully good things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So... Um, one of the things that I noticed in your bio was that you guys won one of the best places to work in Atlanta, so that's awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. That was a big goal for a while. Yeah, we're really proud. We When we first started, we actually went to one of our clients' offices, and they had the big plaque, mm-hmm. and we said we were in a coffee shop. We wanted that to happen one day for us, so it's been um, really, really exciting. I love that. Yeah. I love that that was one of y'all's goals. In my mind, I was like, oh, maybe it just happened. I don't know. (laughs) But you were aiming for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have vision boards and goals that you write down? Are you guys big on those things? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I think from, like, the very first day we were vision boarding. We worked out of Panera for the first year and a half. And almost every day we would add a new pin to this Pinterest board of our dream office one day. I mean, it's wild now that we've moved into the space like a year and a half ago, but it looks identical really? to what like Gosh. we can. I mean, we can share it. I mean, it looks it's crazy to just look at. Um, but big on vision boarding, we do it um, yearly at our retreat with the whole team, mm-hmm. so everyone creates mm-hmm. their own. Then big goal setters. Yeah. yeah, we have a vision presentation when a new teammate joins, and it actually mm-hmm. has a slide that shows pictures from our vision board when we were at Panera six mm-hmm. years ago, and mm-hmm. then pictures of our office now. And then other things that have come to fruition, and it's so amazing, that power of visualization. I love that. Yeah. Do you guys do vision? Like, what are your thoughts on yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. We're, we actually, um, forever ago, like when I first started, we did like an Instagram live about how much we love vision boards, and it was mm-hmm. just really fun to hear, I don't know, just different people like mm-hmm. chiming in mm-hmm. on our Instagram um, mm-hmm. and talking about it and stuff, but I do a personal one. And I do a business one, and I have them, like, all around my room. I literally have four vision boards in my room right now. (laughs) That's that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm big on vision boards, too, personal and business. And when I first started, I had it in my bathroom. I'd look at it every day, and they say that's kind of what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. is look at it every day. Well, for whatever reason, I've gotten away from looking at it, and I have them, and I do them consistently, but they're in, like, this separate room that I'm not in as much as I would have thought that I was in looking at it every day but just the other day we had an opportunity with um, this business and one of their offices is based out of Vancouver and I was like where's Vancouver and I was like that <laughs> <in Canada?" laughs> Lauren goes no it's in British Columbia which is in Canada. So after we figured out that it where it was, I was like, hold on. I know Vancouver is on our vision board for some reason. Or I was thinking Canada. And sure enough, I took a picture of it on my phone. I was like, you're going to die. Like, 
We okay. wrote two years ago. We put a bunch of locations on there and numbers and goals and things. This is an older one. The first one we did together for the business, and I was like, "This is kind of weird, Vancouver of all places." Mm -hmm. I didn't. I'm like, well, "She picked it. She, Lauren's the one who put that one on <laughs> mm -hmm. there." She's like, "I don't know why I put that one there." <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah, Asheville. Asheville was on there. We just got back from Asheville. She forgot that it was on there, and she walked in mm -hmm. to and saw her vision board yesterday mm -hmm. and sent me a picture. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Guess I can take this off." Yeah, we, just we drew names out of a hat of locations. We drew to Asheville. Go for a trip. So we had a few locations in there. But anyway, yeah, so I just, we love vision mm -hmm. boards. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the secret? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it stems from that. Mm -hmm. I remember my parents, um, when they were younger, had a, like a dream house that they wanted, mm -hmm. and they've been putting it on the board ever since. And when we moved initially to Florida, we moved into a house that looked identical to mm -hmm. the one that they wanted. And I, I think that's when it maybe clicked mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's pretty powerful. Because yeah. that happened on The Secret. Oh, yeah. Too. I, that's what yeah. made me think. Like, as soon as y'all said that you were in the same space that you vision board, I was thinking of The Secret when he mm -hmm. vision board the house and then accidentally moved into the exact mm -hmm. same house. Oh, I didn't realize it was the exact yeah. same. Yeah, he said it was the exact same house, and it was. It happened five years after he vision board it and didn't even realize it until he pulled it out of an old box. Isn't that mm -hmm. crazy? That's amazing. Yeah, we need to recreate. We do. I was just yeah. thinking that of mm -hmm. places and you do new goals. Yeah, because ours, as I look, they're starting to happen and come off. And I usually take them down and put them in a box so I can look back and be like, look at all the things that mm -hmm. happened. Um, but I was just telling her the other day. I'm like, we need to refresh and regroup. Like, it's a good thing that so many of these things are coming to pass. But now we need new ones. Yeah. So. But tell me how you guys met and came together. You guys, the people listening can't see you guys, but you're very young, <laughs> like us, like thirties ish, late twenties, well, early thirties. Yeah, me, late twenties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> Past the thirty mark now, but it's kind of bizarre how we met. It is kind of bizarre. I mean, we. Um, I walked into a place to prospect and to try to get their business, mm -hmm. and started chatting with the ladies in there and. It was like your mom's best friend, mm -hmm. or like your kind of aunt. Yeah, yeah. Kind of was she was working at the front, and mm -hmm. so I had just graduated from college in Charleston, mm -hmm. moved back to Atlanta. I was looking, met we met for coffee. Well, yeah, and I remember she said, "Where are you hiring?" Like, I think I have someone for you, and I remember calling my dad after, like, "Am I hiring? I don't know. I've never hired anyone. <laughs> How do I do this? What questions do I ask in the interview?" Um, which was so silly. Yeah. But then we met at Panera. I interviewed you some bizarre questions I'm sure. <laughs> if you were an animal what would you yeah. be <laughs> oh that means okay um, I like vividly remember sweating actually I was really nervous <laughs> I don't really I think I don't know I don't really remember I remember what I wore but I don't really remember the questions you remember you the art gallery? Like, yeah, the yeah. art gallery. So she had actually just gotten an art gallery client, and I was working in art galleries. So mm -hmm. that was actually kind of like fates aligning because you had just gotten that client, mm -hmm. I think, that week. And I was really passionate about writing and content for the arts, and you were more excited, I think, about building the company. And, yeah. Um, so that kind of worked mm -hmm. out to our advantage, too. Yeah, so I think in my interview, it like immediately dawned on me that she has all the strengths that complement my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I actually hate content creation and I'm pretty poor at it. And um, 
that was the thing I was selling. So in order for me to actually service the clients that I kept selling to, I needed a partner okay. there. And when it came to selling and negotiations, I was just telling someone I would easily, like I would try to negotiate with someone, even just like buying a piece of furniture and be like, I totally understand if you need to double the price. <laughs> so so yeah, we definitely make a good team in that aspect. <laughs> Yeah. So ever since then, we've been growing the business together, and she quickly became my business partner, and haven't looked back That's since. So cool! Yeah. I love that dynamic because my business partner and I kind of had a similar. I mean, we we went to high school together. She may have told you when you guys met. I'm not sure, but we reconnected at a coffee shop for over other reasons. I was going through a divorce, and her husband was a divorce attorney. So I was like. Does Eric do divorces? And um, we sat down to talk about that. And then we realized over coffee, like, oh, you have a business. I have a similar business. Mm. And that's kind of how it was just like one of those quick, easy, organic things. Mm -hmm. And just never look back. Yeah. Yeah. But it comes like it comes with its challenges having a partner. So have you guys experienced any of that? Just... Being our girlfriend, personal friends too. Yeah, yeah we've we definitely gotten a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I, I think we lead with different views, and so that's complementary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to have that trust. Maybe because we weren't friends, there weren't those immediate challenges. Mm-hmm. I think that did it. And then, mm-hmm. like, at the, I think we're two very different people, but at the core of everything, we have the exact same values. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like. When it comes to a big decision, we may have different approaches to it, yeah. but they, we always come right. to the same agreement. Yeah. I don't think there's been many Mm-mm. butting heads moments. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 We're I, fortunate because I know a lot of partners aren't like that. I yeah. think we also, like, there's no ego in yeah. how we lead. So neither of us, like, if she wanted to be CEO tomorrow, I'd be like, cool, I'll follow you. Like, there's this, yeah. there's yeah. not this power struggle or like tension competition. ever. Yeah. It's like, how can we just be our best selves for the team? Yeah. Which is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I think the only thing that is just like what she mentioned is the approach will be different sometimes, so we both have to then, like, level out again mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, you approach it this way, let's come together mm-hmm. and find the decision. But mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So when you were starting out, you were like, Dad, am I ready to hire yeah. someone? <laughs> and what, what was that for, Imagine uh-huh. Media? That's yeah. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, were you like, is your dad a business owner? Yes. So okay. he wasn't initially. We moved every two years when I was younger. He was a petroleum engineer, and we would get transferred or promoted to different territories. Um, and then I think when my sister and I started to have a fit about moving every two years and taking us away from all of our friends, he started to reevaluate a little bit. Um, but he comes from a line of entrepreneurs, and so he started a business in Florida. So now has owned. Uh, multiple companies down okay. in Florida. So he's my, my sounding board. You have, like, your dad and your husband a sounding board on Yeah, for like, sure. Um, and my dad's an accountant and my mom's an artist, so I get very much oh, the cool. two different viewpoints. I so like, I feel like, like that's really our opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. But they just made it work and got along, and then that kind of helped yeah. us have both sides of the brain, too. I love that. And, and your, your husband is? He is very much an entrepreneur. What does he do? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Today. Start. I told yeah. someone a lot of things. Um, he started a technology company here and then stepped away from it. He briefly had like a leather bag company and now he bought an inn in Highlands, North Carolina. So getting into the real estate 
Very cool. Yeah. He's done I website love development. Website development. You dummy, dummy courses. courses. <laughs> He's, yeah. A little but bit of in the race. No fear whatsoever, so it's good to balance That's me out. Cool. I was a little bit more reserved there, so. I love that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that's a huge thing for business owners or even like pre-venture when you're getting ready to take the leap or make big decisions in your business. It's just, you may not always have the answers or know exactly Mm -hmm. how it's going to come, but you just got to go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think also it's been so helpful for us and I'd be interested to hear for you guys too, but just like a great mentorship program around us, Mm -hmm. like people that we turn to outside of family, even other entrepreneurs, friends Mm -hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. To like pick up the phone and call on that mm-hmm. hard day of like, what the hell do we do in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so has been invaluable. Yeah. Having the people around oh, you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I felt like before I left corporate America, I had, I was in the real estate industry. So I was very plugged into all the local real estate associations. And if I needed something, like I, there was, I knew everyone, there was anyone mm-hmm. I could call and ask. So then getting out of that into, what we're doing, you know, we're working with all different types of businesses. So finding that place of like mentorship or coaches or people who can pour into us in the beginning was a little bit of a challenge because mm. I was like, I feel like we need to have stuff because my dad couldn't lead me in business. So, I mean, there's, that was the thing, mm-hmm. but we found some really cool um, associations that have been super helpful. I saw y'all are both on, do you both sit on the board for, um, entrepreneurs organization yeah. Yeah. is that what yeah, it's called yeah how's that I think it's been like the single most helpful oh it's unbelievable we've ever joined really yeah cool. okay I mean like would recommend it <laughs> yeah I don't even know where to start I mean okay, we, we meet with a smaller group on a monthly basis and it's seven to ten people and you just the and whole point of it okay. yeah all business owners the whole point of it is to get to the five percent so what mm-hmm. you're not telling people when they just ask how's business mm-hmm. going you're mm-hmm. actually getting to the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. tough things and yeah. the really great things that you can't necessarily mm-hmm. just go around right. yelling from the rooftop mm-hmm. yeah. um, so it's definitely a peer network but then all the learning opportunities mm-hmm. and that's why we're going to Charleston and it's a big conference so it's been invaluable. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Send us the info on the Charleston trip. Is there revenue levels and minimums? And there stuff? are. So we started in the accelerator program. So it's companies over 250 in mm-hmm. revenue, but under a million. Mm-hmm. And then when you pass the million, you can apply to be in kind of the big kid EO, mm-hmm. um, which is, and everything's nationwide. So there's okay. chapters everywhere. So also if we ever go visit somewhere, we can text everyone in that chapter and be like, hey, can you show us around? Or what are yeah, the cool places? that's cool. Um, yeah. It's that, they call it instant, instant, wait, how do you say it? Intimate? Yeah, it's intimacy, but like instant intimacy. Oh, okay, okay. They have some phrase I obviously yeah. can't say. <laughs> intimacy. Yeah. Um, but because you have that level of confidentiality and you cut through all of the right. stuff that doesn't matter and you get to that 5%, you walk into any room, like, at this conference, and you mm-hmm. will not talk about the weather, how was your weekend. It's that. like, we have to fire someone tomorrow, and we're so scared. Yeah. Like, how do we approach yeah. this? This is, like, yeah. every Enneagram 4's dream. What is Enneagram 4? What is your... Like, the filler, like, you just, like, want to cut through the surface and yes. dive deep. Mm-hmm. I would be like, what's your problem? Like, <laughs> yeah. the first yeah. minute of meeting someone, I'm like, are you okay? Like, no okay. judgment zone, I swear. I'm there, too. Yeah. <laughs> do you need to cry? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone cries around me. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I put off the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at my 
<laughs> you grab number. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it's been so helpful of being in that program for sure. Mm-hmm. The accelerator part was cool too because the whole goal is to get you to a million, so it's very accountability based. Oh, that's and cool. You kind of break it out by quarters, so there are focus areas, so people, execution, strategy, cash. cash. Cool. Um, so, kind of just honing in on those things and just the tools, like our daily huddles, quarterly goals, Amazing. everything kind mm-hmm. of came from that system. I love that. I think, even as people, and not to like totally harp on this program, this is not a <laughs> no. sponsored no. thing. No, it's, it's very helpful. helpful. Yeah. Um, it's made us, I think, just be open to being more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll share anything, I think, with anyone yeah. because we've realized there's so much more growth personally and professionally if you do that and if you can get mm-hmm. to that place and not being afraid to, like, hold in those fears or those challenges. Like, mm-hmm. just be open about them because people want to help. And with our team, too. I mean, the vulnerability there makes us more comfortable with being vulnerable with our team sometimes to say, you know, we don't know what we're doing here or we'll figure it out together and building those connections, too. Yeah. That kind of leads into some another piece that I wanted to talk yeah. about is just being in the best places to work. Culture is important. And, I mean, you're kind of touching on it now with the vulnerability. So has that been a big goal or in the forefront of you guys mind especially as you've grown recently and your team you know started with just the two of you now you're at 20 plus Mm -hmm. people so I think it probably becomes more and more important the more people you bring on so is that do you guys have plans or like a culture committee that does special things Mm -hmm. yeah how do you guys do it I think we um I had a pretty crummy experience working at a hotel before Mm -hmm. this And so that was my only experience in a corporate setting or in an office environment, which is, which led when I started this being like, we need to be really intentional about the space we're creating. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily have terminology to back up like understanding culture and how to do that, but I just knew this is who we didn't want to be. Um, So that's where we started. And then again, EO and the accelerator Mm -hmm. program put together some frameworks of like the importance of core values. Mm -hmm. How do you bring core values into your workspace and not just have them live on the wall mm-hmm. and honestly I can say our culture is completely based around our core values and our tenants and that has made us extremely mm-hmm. strong yeah it definitely goes beyond work happy hours and yeah. fun mm-hmm. events and I think one of the best things we've done is really tied that cult we have a culture club so mm-hmm. peer nominated five people meet on a monthly basis go through each core value which correlates with some out of the box ideas we could mm-hmm. do um, we sent out a 15-5. It's a software survey to mm-hmm. gauge how the whole team is feeling that week mm-hmm. so that we know, all right, this was kind of a lower week, this was mm-hmm. high, this mm-hmm. is why. So we're really intentional about that. And the team bands around us, too, to help with real feedback. Hey, this really mm-hmm. didn't go well. Or, hey, mm-hmm. we absolutely love this, and mm-hmm. this is why. Um, it's extremely important to us. Mm-hmm. And I think when we, we understood the value of the core values and that concept, now there are ways to incorporate it into our hiring. Like every question we asked is based around a core value. Um, our firing, like if we have to get let someone go, it's it's never really, it's more based on the core mm-hmm. values and were they supportive, did they take ownership, mm-hmm. but like language behind those decisions. Mm-hmm. And even clients, like who we bring yeah. on, do they align mm-hmm. with who we wanna be? Um, what are y'all's um, core values? Would, would y'all mind sharing them? No, not at all. Not at all. 
We cannot do this ping pong thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, were just inter- we were just interviewed for best places to work, and Chantal's like, I'll do S, you do O. <laughs> we'll spare all the listeners on that one. Um, I'll do a few, and then you can okay. do it. <laughs> so, it really threw me off. <laughs> our first one's supportive, and so the team comes first. Like, that's the main one. And then ownership, which ties into true accountability. So everyone's held accountable. Like, it doesn't fall on us to call out someone if they're not accountable. Like, the whole team really picks up on that one. And then... And then um, creative, so fresh problem solving. So we certainly have a creative team, but everyone that joins us doesn't have to be visually mm-hmm. creative, more just on board to look at a problem from different angles mm-hmm. and provide a fresh insight. Um, and then integrity, which is one we added because transparency is so important mm-hmm. to us. So it was innovative, but creative mm-hmm. kind of ties into mm-hmm. that. So integrity mm-hmm. is really important. And like adventure. trust through that transparency. Yes. So we share open book financials. Um, I think that's the biggest piece of the transparency, but they they know everything at every point. So mm-hmm. just that radical candor. so much like Alex mm-hmm. and Lauren. They sh- share everything with us. They're like, here's how much we made. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. I mean, I think it just helps make helps yeah. everyone make better informed decisions if mm-hmm. everyone knows. One with clients too. I mean, when you're working with people and being transparent and building trust that way, you know, mm-hmm. owning up to a mistake or saying, you know, this really is, this communication style isn't working. Let's shift and adjust so that we can make mm-hmm. this the best partnership. That's been really important. Yeah. yeah. And Sorry. the transparency coming from like an employee standpoint, I don't know if like anyone else in your team ever feels this way, but for me personally, like it almost makes me feel like a little bit of an owner as well. I'm yeah. like, oh, I kind of feel like, I don't know, like I have skin in the game, like I'm responsible, mm-hmm. like I know everything that's going on, so it makes me really want to um, like work hard and meet the goals and really protect the company culture and the integrity that's going into it as well. Yeah. So it's really I cool. I love that. I love that. I've worked in places where you've maybe felt like you are in the dark or you're not sure how things are going mm-hmm. and it might look a certain way, but it doesn't feel that way. And for me, I feel like it made me want to pull away. Like that uncertainty mm-hmm. made me want to pull away. So it's hard to be vulnerable sometimes, but if you focus on how much, like you just said, it brings people in, mm-hmm. like you just have to get over it and do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I love that. I think that's so important. Yeah. Thanks. We say we are social and social stands for the acronym. So supportive, ownership, creative, integrity, oh. adventurous, and loyal. Okay. So, That's cute. Oh, yeah. Adventurous is Fresh, um, living outside, outside your comfort zone. So not like mm-hmm. I want to go to Italy every year, although mm-hmm. we love mm-hmm. going to Italy. Um, <laughs> we have questions yeah. about that, by the way. <laughs> um, but more kind of being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then loyal community driven. So everything we do, doing it for the greater good of the community or bringing the community together. Mm-hmm. That's why we started was helping small businesses. Mm-hmm. So continuing that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's awesome. So Thanks. how did you guys come up with these? Did you guys sit down at your in Italy over a glass yeah. of wine and <laughs> brainstorm? Or how did you come up with these for your business? They're no, they may not be the same for every business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, I, I, I'm glad that we didn't try to create them day one mm-hmm. and just, like, assume that those would be our core values. Mm-hmm. We, probably a year and a half in, sat down with the team that we had and said, like, 
we admire this in you. This is your core strength. We admire this in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of just came together and brainstormed, we are this, but we're not this. And we to really kind of try to define what those words would be and what were the qualities we would look for in future teammates. Yeah. So it was a team exercise. We went through the series of different activities. That's fun. I like that y'all defined what y'all were not. I think that is really yeah. cool and a different approach than what a lot of people do. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we knew we were not snarky and we were not stuffy. We had mm-hmm. all these words that we knew we were not, so then we it was easier to find like the complimentary yeah. words to describe who we already yeah. were and who we wanted to continue to become. And it was important, I think, for us not to just have it be the values that right. defined you and I, mm-hmm. but it was nice to have that core team to say, you know, what do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Or what's important mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. too? So things that we already are, but we want to aspire to be yeah. more of. I like that. Do y'all have any employees that started with you from the beginning that are still with you? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Mara and Freddie, I think, are our longest OGs. Yeah. Mara hits four years in October. Okay. And Freddie closed behind that. Mm-hmm. Which is I mean, I think for the first year and a half, which is you and I, we, had a couple, we tried a couple of interns at the beginning. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well. Um, and I have a photographer that, yeah, ended, but... That's so funny because now I feel like y'all have such a strong internship program. So it's been super helpful. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Do you guys have an internship mm-hmm. program? We just or? had our first intern, okay. and she has finished. Yes. Once yeah. nice. did most of the managing her. That was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just it, went with it. Yeah. <laughs> we learned it's such a great feeder for full time teammates in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, yeah. Outside of being a great feeder, I think it just... And I think that you said something that was... Or maybe it was at the Mart. It might have been you, Margo. Um, one of y'all... I think it was Margo. She gave the advice, like, bring in a young intern because they know all these trendy things that you don't know and the fads and what's happening and the social creative world. And I was like, that is so true. And sure enough, we brought in this little young thing and she was like, oh, just get like a micro influencer here and do this here and start speaking this whole entire language. And we're like, all right, that's great. Let's do it. It's like the Instagram, the thing they can do on Instagram stories, like we're on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. We think very strategically, but then they come out and show you how to add a, a, um, you know, music to a story. Yeah. (laughs) They're always like the early adopters to those. That's really helpful. Yeah. I think something too, just on like that community driven piece, I think what all of our great ambassadors have is that um, like innovation and they know the new hip apps and I think there's sometimes a gap in what they're learning education wise on how to just show up in a professional space and so something that I'm really proud of that we built out is what we call Imagine University mm-hmm. and so every week for the first 12 weeks of the program they get an email with like eight activations or activities that they have to do to learn how to set up a Google Calendar invite, make sure you tag the person in it, and they, um, like, creating a spreadsheet, I mean, just things that, Mm -hmm. how to organize your inbox and that thing falls Mm -hmm. through the cracks and create folders and labels, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really fun, too, I think, to pour into younger generations, Mm -hmm. to say, like, this is how you can be a professional in the workspace, you're awesome at social, here are some things that we can, Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that, creating the structure, that Mm -hmm. is one thing we talked Mm -hmm. about, um, just because so many people do come into internship programs wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I feel like they always teach in college classes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, here's the day-to-day. And so that's some structure that we talked about 
teaching just professionalism and how to sign an email and how to address an email. Like, they have no idea. I'm like, you have a million, trillion, great, trendy ideas on social media, but you cannot type an email like this to a client with this XOXO. Much. (laughs) Gossip girl. Revenue. (laughs) But they're, I love that. So I love that program. I think that's awesome. Yeah. That is good. Ever evolving, but. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Chantel and Margot of Imagine Media Consulting. Hey guys, we're back on Take the Edge Off podcast with our wonderful Imagine Media Consulting business owners. Um, okay. So we're just going to dive right in and keep on going with this momentum. So you just both got back from Italy. Okay. So we really want to hear more about that. What inspired the trip? What was the purpose of the trip? We can start there, and then we want to know, like, what you did, what you took away from mm-hmm. it, everything. Jeez, where do we start? Um, well, we, I feel like we haven't taken a real unplugged vacation in six years. <laughs> like, our celebrations are, that was great, what's next? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, we'll have a glass of wine, and then we'll start talking about the future. So, mm-hmm. um, we have a close friend of ours that owns a travel agency company, and she planned a group travel trip, eating and drinking around Italy. Uh, and it's exploratory travel, and I could not. I've told every yes. single person since we came from the trip Incredible. how amazing it was. They curate these trips. Um, it doesn't cost you more. I mean, I'll do a whole sales pitch. Yeah, we have time at the end. Exploratory travel. Why do I feel like I've heard of them? Is it just Italy or all over? All okay. over. Yeah. Okay. So she planned this trip, and um, we like wine and cheese and travel so we hopped on and it was in June and then um, we thought it would be a great time to strategically plan and think big picture and what's next for the company like we kind of mentioned before we'd always put vision boards together we've accomplished a lot of the goals we set out to do and it was a good reset of like we need to reset our goals Mm -hmm. Um, so lots of great takeaways Mm -hmm. so y'all knew going into it we're going to travel but we also have this purpose to reset and to re-look at everything, I guess, with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. And really, it's the first time we both left for a long period of time, and so not that we were testing them at all, but the amount of trust we had Mm -hmm. in our team Mm -hmm. and the ability for them to keep all the wheels turning while we were gone was really, really amazing. I think we've not created that much distance between ourselves and the company ever or in Mm -hmm. a while that like that space then created almost a boundary of like, we really aren't gonna be checking emails, we really aren't gonna be mm-hmm. answering Slack messages. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be our time to, and by unplugging, likely we'll have more creative ideas mm-hmm. than if we were like tapped in and worrying about this issue going on right now yeah. and trying to put out fires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it hard to do that? Or was it easier than you thought? Way easier. Yeah, really? One, well, I'm kind of crazy where I, we still checked. Dave, I mean, did you check? I checked. (laughs) 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 But it was more just making sure everything, yep, everything's fine. But I I think it was really beneficial for me, at least, because I think that we take everything so seriously because it's our business and there's so much ownership. But if something would pop up, my immediate reaction would be, I got to get on this and solve it. And then you, at one point, you were like, they will figure that out. Mm-hmm. And it was a silly mm-hmm. thing about someone's desk being moved. Like, in the scheme <laughs> of things. Yeah. Um, so, like, they don't always need to rely on us, which is nice. Yeah. And they passed. Yeah. Not that it was and a test. It definitely wasn't a test. But it, they likely had way better ideas than if we had been there doing it. Yeah. So, it was a good Aww. moment to just, like, 
right, we're going to take this time. Did you finally, like, gained confidence, or did you come back and you were like, yeah, when well, you walked so, in the door, I would have been like, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, well, I stayed the, the next three weeks, so I was gone for an entire month. So when I came back, it was nice because I had removed myself from every process and system and decision-making piece, um, so they didn't need me anymore, <laughs> which then kind of took a minute, like, oh, gosh, what do I do now? <laughs> like, am I relevant? Um, no, it was an incredible trip, though. And I, we've actually now started talking about how do we build in a sabbatical for everyone that's been on the team for over five years, cool. a month off paid, because we think it's so important for our like, wow. mental health and just, like, mm -hmm. taking that time to reset. That would be insane. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doable. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I'm sure it helps your team members, you know, step into making those decisions on their own, some of that autonomy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like when no one's there it's like you just have to make the decision and that's fine whatever yeah. it is that will probably help them even now as you're gone just to take more ownership and more leadership so i mean you probably did yourselves a favor in that mm -hmm. way for them too yeah yeah so sure. it's cool i love that thanks for so, asking it was a happy memory yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. okay so you were gone a month i was one week uh was a week i was actually gone for two weeks so okay. i um went to switzerland before and then okay. had chantel in italy and then she okay. stayed so we both had talent okay very cool yeah so did y'all have an agenda where you're like okay let's talk about financials let's talk about employees let's talk about this and then or was it all fun or was there like planning strategic planning around the big picture goals of like questions like where do we see the company now we've come this far what's next so we meet quarterly for an entire day offsite, and then we meet quarterly after that with our leadership team. So there's a lot more strategic thinking and planning and financial conversations, I think, during those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, I, it's very uncomfortable for either of us to go in with no agenda. And I think we purposely didn't want to have one because that, like, we'll learn something in itself mm -hmm. by not having mm -hmm. one and going with the flow. So mm -hmm. And it doesn't, like, limit you. Then your mind can kind of, I think, wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And you can mm -hmm. just truly create the vision that comes to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's more organic yeah. too. I think we had our best conversations on the train, mm -hmm. at breakfast, so it's just like whenever like walking we walking the town. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Getting inspired yeah. about mm -hmm. certain things at certain times. And I think if we had said, okay, we have to meet from three to five today, and you put that pressure on that time to be creative and think mm -hmm. big picture, True. it wouldn't have been as organic, or right. we wouldn't have come up with like the best ideas during mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you came up with any ideas that you can share that you haven't done already? Hmm. I mean, I think there were so many, like, I there were big culture takeaways. So the sabbatical okay. came out of that. Mm -hmm. We'd love to have an in-house nursery um, for the mm -hmm. team. Yeah. We'd love to offer part-time positions for busy moms. Like, there were a lot of things, like, mm -hmm. where we want to continue to grow culturally. Mm -hmm. I like that. We don't offer 401k yet. We do like a simple IRA matching. Mm -hmm. We want to get to the 401k. Mm -hmm. um, what else is on that list of culture pieces? I think it would, those were things that we wanted to really focus on. I love that. Outside of like the Missional office and the aesthetics. Thinking, and, yeah. yeah. And the purpose journey. Yeah. So kind of diving into that, you, mm -hmm. Chantel did a whole journey to kind of find her purpose while she was mm -hmm. there. And that's what we brought back to the team. Mm -hmm. I haven't found mine quite yet, but um, that's going to be really, yeah. I've heard that y'all were doing that, so yeah. will you kind of speak on that and just kind of what is it? Yeah, so we we have a theme, or every quarter there's a an intention, um, or it's called a rock, 
and it comes from the book Traction. Uh, it's a great book. Also heard of it through EO, but Traction just talks about having a theme and then these rocks, and so every week you're reporting on how you're the rocks are essentially like the tasks or the objectives that you'd like to get done. And so we brand every quarter with a particular theme and it, you know, we've got desktop backgrounds and like we update every week on this huddle. Anyway, um, so the theme this quarter is around purpose. So we realized a lot of our themes were fo or our quarter themes are focused around our clients or our team or growth, um, but nothing like personal development. Mm -hmm. And probably a year ago, I started to feel in this spot of, like this burnout of like, where are we going? What, what am I doing? And is it aligning with my purpose? My role is changing. Um, and in that process, I realized and started talking to people about the power of finding your purpose and being able to almost filter all decisions moving forward through that. So like, does this group that I'm gonna join align with that? Mm -hmm. So you, can't, you feel fulfilled in everything you do. So I had gone on that journey to figure it out and to get closer to figuring it out um, and found so much value in it and the excitement that we prepared this 12-week course for the team to work mm -hmm. on their personal purpose. So every Monday from 3 to 3.30, the team like, takes out their workbook and there's an exercise um, to get closer to that. And then we're doing a team dinner at the end of the quarter to share our personal purposes so that we can also like pour into other people in different ways. Like if someone realizes that you know they love being near the ocean, helping the whales, or you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah that we can then, okay, maybe there's a nonprofit that comes along that we can help service mm -hmm. and that person should own that project. Yeah. So it's been fun. I mean, I think it's a it's introspective mm -hmm. and challenging and very personal, which is bringing us Definitely. closer together indirectly too. For sure. Have yeah. you seen anyone have like an aha moment yet? We went around at our town hall last month and asked like what's one big takeaway mm -hmm. and it's been neat to see there are different activities that have been like that one big takeaway so far but I think the one we heard the most we had everyone on the team send out like it was maybe seven questions to friends and family in BC see everyone and just ask for like updates on their blind spots so when am I most powerful when am I least powerful what is one wish you have for me um, what is something I don't know about myself that other people know and the answers that they got from that, I've heard, were like eye-opening. Yeah, oh, I and that. I think a lot of the team thinks they know what their purpose should be, but it's kind of a whole introspective thing where you already have your purpose, and it's just aligning what you do with it mm -hmm. instead of feeling like it needs to change every five years mm -hmm. as your life changes. Mm -hmm. um, so there have been a lot of activities like that mm -hmm. that help us bring it out. I love yes. that. Yeah. It's like uncovering who you really, you already are. Right. Mm -hmm. And who and putting some framework or words behind that. Love I love that. That. Yeah. that sounds like such a fun exercise. The blind spots is really cool. That mm -hmm. one was mm -hmm. great. I feel like yeah. people are trying so much to dive into that. Me and my business partner, well, all of us talking so much about Enneagrams. Yeah. It focuses a lot on your weaknesses, yes? Um, it tells a you, what, yeah, bit. when you're like unhealthy, what it looks right. like versus when you're healthy. Right. So, but it helps you see like, okay, this is my personality. This is probably the side of me that's not the best, but you can kind of figure out why and when and recognize it mm -hmm. in case maybe you didn't recognize it before, which is cool. I think we're doing that exercise in two weeks. We so are yeah. excited. Oh yeah. yeah you'll to learn it. more about what you said. We were four. I'm She's four. four. Okay. I'm a two. Okay. Yeah. Have y'all taken it yet? No. I've taken it twice, and once I was an eight, and once I was a three. 
Seven okay, so Lauren. She <laughs> thought Lauren. she was a three, and then she found out she was an eight. Okay. I guess they can be easily misidentified. Eights hide themselves as threes sometimes, oh. but really mm-hmm. they're eights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know everyone that's taken it is obsessed with it, so yeah. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. We can tell you all about it it's later. Eye-opening. I can't <laughs> wait to see y'all's results. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Okay, so now we'll just move into the kicker questions, and really there's two questions that we just were going to ask that are a little more personal and light about you guys as people. Um, so one of them is just about your extracurriculars. Like, what do you guys do, like, for fun? Sounds like a first date question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you're not but, being amazing business owners? <laughs> or is that all you do? Lauren would be like, I don't know. There's nothing else I do. <laughs> that is challenging. Yeah. I actually was talking to, I think, I've only gone to a therapist four times now, but I think it's, like, super healthy. We're, we love therapy. Yeah. Um, Preaching to the therapy choir <laughs> over here. Yeah. You said you want an in-house nursery. We want, like, an in-house therapist. Love that. That was yes, talked yes, about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Let's talk more about yeah. that. But um, I was talking to her. I was like, I need some hobbies. Like, what do I do after <laughs> work to unplug? Because yeah. I'll just go right on the computer again mm-hmm. and start working. Mm-hmm. I like to read and travel. Yeah. But I'd like something, like, more habitual. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I don't have fun. That's so good. My therapist will said, say, I don't know. I don't have fun. <laughs> no, I do. But are you about to quote your therapist? Yes. Yeah. Please do. Tell me everything. She says, so I've had this issue a little bit, but sometimes I would listen to an audio book and she's like, that's not relaxing. Like, because yeah, your mind learning. is still learning. I'm like, well, what I, else am I going to do yeah. when I'm being unproductive? And she says, read novels or something that lets your mind mm-hmm. truly like, Escape. I started reading novels because I realized I was giving myself way too much information. Like, I was sitting down each night and I was like, what else do I want to learn? So I was like, no, 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 no more. Like, I have to read, like, these crazy stories. And it was, it really sparked my creativity. Like, I have not read a novel since, like, I don't know, a reading list in high school, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) We read a lot of, like, murder Mm -hmm. mysteries. Yeah. 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 Those are good. And bubble baths are good. Okay. And... I was talking about massages, and she was like, massages cause, like, a physiological response in your body to where you really can't, it's really hard to go to work or get anything productive done after a massage. Mm. Sometimes you just need a quick break that doesn't, like, deplete you for the day. So she was saying it may be exercise or, like, a dance class that shuts your mind off for an hour, and then you're, when you leave, you're like, okay, like, I'm feeling myself. I just did this <laughs> dance class, and you can go do your, the rest of your day. You know, mm-hmm. so okay. Thanks, Thanks for those ideas. Come to a dance class okay. with me. <laughs> no, that kind of hits on mine. I mean, yoga. I started yeah. doing yoga yeah. three years ago, and now I go five times a week. It's just That's as good. important when you're yeah. drinking coffee. Yeah. Like I uh-huh. love it. And then I can get all my personal and then sometimes mm-hmm. work stuff done at night too because it's that refresher mm-hmm. at six o'clock. I have mm-hmm. to leave. I have to go. Yeah. Um, and I like to paint, but I haven't done it in a while. So it's just making time cool. for that. Um, She's very good. Design. She's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would. Um, <laughs> and then I think we both just appreciate like weekend trips with friends and mm-hmm. family yeah. and getting outside the comfort zone a little yeah, bit Yeah, I love that. Just I was definitely joking about not having fun. Like not being like, I'm like, I'm She's so fun. much fun. <laughs> yeah. just, I am the fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so that. you... Um, owned a wedding planning company mm-hmm. before, right? Okay, so this is a little probably... Because you didn't work for the wedding planning company, no. did you? I don't no. think so. Okay, so 
Do you have a crazy bride story? Jeez, I did a horrible job of attracting nice brides. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have is crazy yeah. brides. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I stopped that business. I was like, I don't want to yeah. spend my weekends with these Looney Tunes. <laughs> um, I mean, it was more sad. There, we did a wedding, and um, the guy had a panic attack when he was doing the vows, and he like bipolar or something and we had to like take him to the hospital so like interrupted the oh whole so it's less like bridezilla that's more of like <laughs> crazy yeah. yeah I don't know um, it wasn't your husband right <laughs> no, geez, no. I think I blacked out that that part of my life we just wanted to bring it down memory lane <laughs> thank you for that starting to have hot flashes now no it was fine it was like a kind of I was like a fake wedding planner I maybe did five to ten weddings and that is not fake. That's an experience. Yeah. You took someone to the hospital. You were a wedding planner. None of my friends were married. I was just like showing up with a checklist. I'm like, I'm your wedding planner. I probably caused that guy to have a panic attack, if I'm being honest. It's like this 20 year old over here. Okay, so I guess we're going to wrap it up, but before we do, do you guys have any final words of wisdom that you want to leave with our listeners about being a business owner, growing a business, personal development, any piece that you want to share? You want me to start? You're looking at me. (laughs) Um, I think mine would be, I think we both hit burnout moments because we're both really driven and just taking the time to pour into yourself even if it's the hour a day going to yoga because we're better leaders when we do that you know we used to have to remind each other to eat and it was like we are not being good example Mm -hmm. so I think that that was the most important and really once at least I got on that track I was able to be I could tell a better leader for the team have more energy Um, so yeah yeah yeah, I think there was someone that mentioned, like, we're not in the ER. Like, your business, I mean, unless you are right. a nurse or a right. doctor, right. it's never that serious and everything can be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing tangible, actually, that I've been talking a lot about is the power, I think, of your picture and your email signature and how people are more likely to answer you. It just helps build a relationship more quickly. Um, that's been a conversation that I've been having lately with people like why do you have that there and what's been the value in the ROI and that's been like an immediate thing we got great feedback on when we added that to everyone on the team so yeah. I love that we do that too that and that's good. that's a pretty important thing I think just like you said to yeah. for the relationships and if if I met someone at an event and I may or may not remember what they look like or they may not remember me mm-hmm. it helps just mm-hmm. trigger oh yeah we talked about this conversation or yeah. whatever it is I love that. That's cool. It's really good advice. Yes. So tell people where they can find you if they want to learn more about you guys. Sure. So we wouldn't probably be doing a good job if we didn't say follow us on social media because that's our entire company. Uh, But you can find us at Imagine Media Consulting on any of the platforms or at www.imaginemediaconsulting.com. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on Take the Edge Off. We really, really enjoyed this time. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to Take the Edge Off podcast. We hope this gives you some insight into the nitty gritty world of entrepreneurship. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Edge Agency for podcast updates and more about what we're up to.